Welcome to Crossing the Jordan, everyone. I'm really excited about this little extra, extra uh, bonus episode um, because it's truly just like opened my eyes because one of my concerns before becoming Catholic, um, while I was becoming like through the RCA program or even after I, I, I was Catholic, I was looking at all these other churches. I'm like, dang, but all these people that are on, they're on fire for Jesus. Like they're super charismatic. You see all these healings that are happening. Um, these people that I have an intimate relationship with the Lord, especially now I'm more charismatic than ever. And I follow a lot of, uh, Protestant pastors like Bill Johnson and, uh, um, Sean Bowles and all of these people that have this crazy prophetic or healing ministry and their church is just on fire. Like every Sunday they have praise and worship and then like basically a healing service every Sunday. And I've been, I seen Sean Bowles in person and he has like such a powerful gift of prophecy. Now, sometimes I was like, but what about them? Like, are they not in the true church? Or are they not in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church? And is that true that Jesus founded a church, but then he can work so powerfully through them? Um, and I think a lot of us kind of go through that confusion because uh, if you go to church, usually it starts with going to church, right? And so the first thing you do at a, for Catholic, if you're, if you're going to something Catholic, you usually go to the mass. But the mass isn't for a service. It's not... Uh, pastor oriented. It's Jesus Christ centered oriented and you're worshiping with the body of Christ that's instituted by Jesus and you're being lifted up into heaven. It's much more profound than somebody just whipping up like a quick Bible study that they want to speak about. And even as beautiful it is, is that somebody might be speaking and you might be getting fed um, with uh, like a Bible study or somebody getting you encouraged and enthused and getting you pumped up to be on fire for Jesus and evangelize. Like those are all awesome things. But the Catholic Church has that outside of the context of the, like the Mass is by far the par excellence you being fed because you are being fed with the Eucharist, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. And that grace from God is there. But also just like, like myself, I go to Mass, I try to go to Mass every day, sit in front of Jesus in adoration. But there's other, also times that I love just like worshiping with music and praise and worship and hearing people like get me all pumped up and fired up. But that's still not the highest form of worship like it is at the Mass. But so I'm more charismatic than ever today. But so how does the the people that are like considered prophets and all these charismatic gifts, like what about them that aren't in the Catholic faith? Are they... Is that the true church then? Like, should I follow them? Well, let's actually look at scripture. What I love about this too is that when you look at this, you actually go directly to where St. Paul is talking about charisms and the gift of prophecy and the gift of healing and all these gifts and charisms. You go straight to 1 Corinthians 12, chapter 12 through chapter 14. And St. Paul lays it out right there that still you follow the church. So let's go to scripture, 1 Corinthians 12, 27 through 31. So he just listed the spiritual gifts, and then he's talking about the one body with many members. So he's talking about the church with all these different gifts, starting at verse 27 in chapter 12. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, then healers, helpers, administrators, speakers in various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do you all speak with tongues? Do all interpret, but earnestly desire the higher gifts? 
and I will show you a still more excellent way. And so what he's talking about, uh, just to end there, when it says the excellent way, he's talking about love because uh, the next thing he talks about is even with all these gifts, if you do not love, you're just a clashing uh, noise, right? You're, uh, and love fulfills everything and it's love that is the kindness of God that moves through us the the our faith working through love that is going to uh, have the Holy Spirit convict people and bring people to Jesus it's the kindness of God that brings people to repentance but so he talks about all these different spiritual gifts and he even says in there especially prophecy he was like it does earnestly desire the spiritual gifts so when he says earnestly desire actually the like the Greek is actually like lust like really, really, really want the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy because prophets speak. We're all priest, prophet, and king in the baptism of Jesus because we can speak the truth from the t- from Jesus's, uh, um, his, uh, what he gave to the apostles and scripture written tradition and with the church, it's how it transmits the word of God, right? All of that is us being a prophet, but also prophecy can be in the form of releasing a word uh, intimate word for somebody else or for a church or a city or a region, a uh, prophetic word to give direction and insight for people to hear God's voice for other people, right? Like how awesome is that? But even St. Paul, he said, like what we just read, that has appointed in the church first apostles. So he lists apostles first, right? And he even says first apostles, second prophets. So the prophets are extremely important and they're second up, but not the like not as important as the apostles. And even to make that even more clear, if you fast forward two chapters in 1 Corinthians 14, uh, chapter 14, verses 37 through 40, he says this, if anyone thinks that he is a prophet or spiritual, he should acknowledge that what I am writing to you is a command of the Lord. If anyone does not recognize that he is not Uh, If anyone does not recognize this, he is not recognized. So my brethren, earnestly desire to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues, but all things should be done decently and in order. So what's he saying there? Even the prophets, the people that are spiritual, the the people that are tremendously charismatic have to be in right order. And what does he say? that he should acknowledge that what I am writing to you is a command of the Lord. Well, what does that sound like? It's Jesus giving his authority to the church. And who is the church founded on? The apostles. And it just goes back to what we've talked about in the past, the authority of the church, right? Because Jesus gave his church uh, um, the power to binding loose to all the all the, the 12 apostles that sit on the 12 thrones to uh, to judge the 12 tribes of Israel, which is a uh, like a royal type language, a, a new authority founded on the apostles to bind and to loose, which is uh, to authoritatively teach. And then he gives it specifically the keys of the kingdom to Peter to, um, to bind and to loose and to uh, infallibly teach on faith and morals. And then he gives um, so all these gifts are for the apostles and like in Ephesians 2.20, the church is the fo- the foundation of the church is on the apostles. It's always the apostles the, and it's the church of the living God that's founded on the apostles. You see even the fulfillment in Revelation that it's the 12 uh, apostles that have their names inscribed on heaven because guess what? God, Jesus said himself, who is both divine and human, that his his church that was founded upon Peter, the rock, that it was going to be um, it was not flesh and blood 
that revealed it, but his heavenly father. So it wasn't this just this earthly thing. It was this heavenly thing. And you're going to give the powers to bind and to loose. And whatever you bind on earth shall, should be bound in heaven. So there's this connection between heaven and earth that Jesus that the church has. And so St. Paul is saying right here in the end of 1 Corinthians 14, at the very end of his, basically his entire uh, um, writings on the charismatic gifts, he says everything has to be done in right order. So he says, and even says like, if anyone does not recognize this, he is not recognized. So even a prophet, even an apostle, he's saying that if you do not, or uh, I'm sorry, even a prophet or somebody that's charismatic or somebody that's spiritual, no matter how gifted you are, everything has to come back to the church that has the authority, right? And so and what, why St. Paul calls that I'm writing to you as a command of the Lord is because he's an apostle, right? He calls himself an apostle in almost every single beginning of, of all of his letters. In Romans, First, first and Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, First and Second Timothy, Titus, and he calls himself an apostle to the Gentiles in Romans eleven thirteen. So, all of this goes to show that even if you're charismatic, praise the Lord. That's awesome. Like I'm trying to be more charismatic, but everything has to be done in right order. It's because because Jesus established a church, and that church is the living and the living pillar and the foundation of the truth, according to First Timothy, right? First Timothy three fifteen. And so that's the church uh, of God that leads everything. So it's first the apostles, second the prophets, um, and then it's the body of Christ all working together, but within the body of Christ, which is the Catholic church. And so, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean, that doesn't go to say that these charismatic people are just being like used by God. No, like, no, they probably, they have an intimate relationship with Jesus. Like Jesus, his grace is always going to work when people are not knocking and seeking and asking, right? And that's what everybody is doing. And even uh, the, the church says, God's grace is always, is what is already prompting you to even ask, seek, and knock. And it's the people that ask are seeking and knocking and they're coming to, together following Jesus. Like Jesus says, when two or three are gathered in my name, there shall I be. Uh, these uh, people outside of the Catholic church, but are really charismatic, they believe in the Trinity. They are surrounded by believers, like two or three gathered in my name, right? And then the uh, church even says that those who are baptized or even desire to be baptized but are not uh, baptized yet, they are called members of the body of Christ, which is these people that are really in the Catholic church <laughs> because you're, you're, we're all one body. You're in the Catholic church, but you're just separated. And so uh, and they, so they're believers of Jesus. They follow him and they have the Holy Spirit because they have uh, a few, they have means of grace, which is from being together. They have the word of God, which is, the scriptures, which came from the Catholic Church, they have baptism, which came from the Catholic Church, given to uh, from Jesus, and so, so. But that doesn't mean that God positively wills the separation of churches. He founded one church. He prayed for one church. He f- gave keys of the kingdom to one person, and he gave the apostles uh, authority. So all for two thousand years. Um, so. Even after the Protestant Reformation, God doesn't positively will the separation, but he's always going to work through uh, any evil that exists, right? So that um, God's grace is always going to be more powerful than any division, and his unity is going to bring more souls to himself, right? So in saying that God, like, he positively wills the separation of Christian churches, that would be like saying that he... Uh, because evil exists, that he positively wills evil. But no, 
evil exists, he allows it to happen and his grace is always greater and stronger and his unity is stronger, but he allows it to happen, but he doesn't positively will it as of like that he created it, that he, um, like, you know what I mean? Like directly created it or caused this to happen. This separation of churches is not God's will. Jesus founded one church. He prayed for that one church and he wanted all of us to be, all of us to be unified and sanctified by that church that is the body of Christ to sanctify the world around us, right? And so, but God's grace is stronger and therefore can use, he can use anything that's bad for good. And that's why um, people that are not within the Catholic church, but love Jesus, they're still going to have unbelievable fruit that they're bearing because they believe in the Trinity. They believe in God. They have the, the few sacraments. They have scripture, which is the inerrant word of God, which all come from the church that Jesus founded anyways, right? So they have means of grace. And so, um, but there's still that one holy Catholic and apostolic faith that has a depth that I cannot even fathom because every single time that I find something more, I'm mind blown. And then I realize how much I don't know. The Catholic faith is so beautiful. So there's so much more in the Catholic faith. It's the most living, breathing, in-depth thing that I've ever encountered. And why is that? Because it has a human and a divine element, just like it's just like its founder, Jesus, right? So um, scripture says you'll know them by their fruits. And a lot of people claim that they see fruit, they see more fruit elsewhere. But that's really being unaware, like myself was, unaware of 2,000 years of history and, as, and actually what's going on in Catholic communities here today. So like on the natural realm, the Catholic church created and founded hospitals, orphanages, organized education, the scientific method, the Big Bang Theory, and nobody in the entire world gives more to the poor and homeless than the Catholic Church throughout the entire world. And then if you look at the saints and the mystics, in every single century, they're all Catholic. There's more healings in, in the Catholic Church than all other churches combined because the the sacraments, specifically sacraments of confession, uh, the anointing of the sick, and specifically the Eucharist, right? All of these are have um, healing aspects to it, and sometimes it's a profound, profound healings. And then you look at some of these miracles that happened, such as the saints that had healings, they were levitating, bilocating, prophesying, and like all these crazy spiritual gifts. Nobody's had more than that, more than the Catholic Church has had. And the Catholic Church is universal. And so you can't say that the Catholic Church is one thing because you saw that at one Catholic Church and uh, because the Catholic Church is universal. So just like people are negative about the Catholic Church in America and people think that's what the whole world thinks. But if you look at Africa, it's blowing up. People are converting to Jesus and the Catholic faith. Um, so the Catholic Church is universal. So you can't just say, well, I saw this at so-and-so church and therefore the Catholic Church is this because it's not. And that's why, just like St. Paul, he wrote to all these churches that had unique things and characteristics and personalities and their own issue within each individual local church. But St. Paul is teaching the same one holy Catholic and apostolic faith to every single church. And so, and especially for us people here in the West, us like, I think us as Western modern people, we tend to look for entertainment or, or look for something that has a message that we already believe in or look for something that already has something that we actually wanted. 
But rather, we should be on fire for Jesus and his church, the sacraments and the Eucharist, because everything in the Catholic Church is the fullness of Christianity and the fullness of a life of Jesus. And if you don't understand something, then you can always learn more about it, such as myself. On all of these topics that I've talked about, I was once super anti-Catholic, and now I read everything from the all of history, scripture, all these Protestant pastors that, that converted to the Catholic Church, and I, I can learn, right? So Jesus himself said things that people had a really hard time accepting, and they didn't understand it. But will we leave Jesus too because we don't understand his, his sayings? No. I believe in Jesus. I trust in Jesus. And I trust and believe in the church that he founded, and it's Jesus speaking through his church and all of its teachings, everything that the Catholic Church does. Um, and it's, and it's uh, doctrine, and it's formal, infallible doctrine. And if a church doesn't have something that you want to see, then that's our opportunity to stand up as disciples of Jesus to make it happen. And a, lot of, a lot of us are just trying to find something that already has something that we want, so then we're searching churches, we're searching for entertainment, and we just go and find it. Oh, this thing had a much better a young adult presence, so I went to that church. Well, let's stay with Jesus, just like St. Paul said, everything in right order. <laughs> Let's stay with Jesus in the Eucharist and the Catholic Church and let's start something there. Let's be a great saint and stand up and start a great ministry. And that's what every single saint has done in the Catholic Church. They found an area uh, that would um, enliven the life of the church even more. And that's what they went and did. They founded something. So they fill voids to feed the people as opposed to leaving to seek somewhere else that they may have already had it, uh, that may already have it. So I kind of went on a rant, but I just wanted to say, because we went on about the authority of the church in a few episodes, and uh, I was always confused. I'm like, but what about all these other things that are happening outside of the the boundaries of the Catholic faith? Like all these people that have the gift of prophecy and healing and all these things, like what about them? Well, God's grace is, is working with them. They have scripture. They believe in the Trinity. They believe in Jesus. They are part of the body of Christ. But just as St. Paul says, everything in right order and even the prophets fall subject underneath the apostles because that is the apostles the apostolic church one holy catholic and apostolic so i hope you enjoyed this and uh god bless you i'm praying for you email me text me message me whatever you want to do and i'm praying for you all god bless